Hello everyone and welcome to Nostalgia Crew, your monthly nostalgia related podcast of all things, well, nostalgia. It's in the title. Um, I'm here along with Danielle. Hello, Danielle. Hello. And I think, because to be honest, we don't have really a theme this month. Um, so I think this time around we're just gonna, you know... Uh, lollygag around and just talk about random things this month that that is nostalgia related and that has caught our attention because we really don't have like I said uh, a particular topic or theme this month so I guess you could say it's a grab bag for this month so um, but I'm sure there's a lot for us to discuss so why don't we get into it and Danielle why don't you kick it off Okay, uh, I really did not want to bring this up because we try to um, avoid scandalous stuff on Nostalgia Crew. Right. But like you said, this month's kind of slow because <laughs> we talked about St. Patrick's Day like a few years ago. Yeah, because we only have like really one big St. Patrick's Day memory per se. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all right. So, as you know, um, Fuller House has recently been renewed for what they're going to say is their final season. Yes. There's currently, um, I don't think it's that it'll be successful now if it even was, um, online movement to try to convince Netflix to take it for an even, for another season after that, which I don't think, (laughs) um, but there's some news about Aunt Becky that I feel, um, do you think that she should, um, some people are saying it won't affect the show too much because she was just a guest character. She isn't really a regular, right? but I think it's. I think if anything, they if they don't ask her to come back, she probably. I, I think they might not ask her to come back um, because I mean, even Hallmark was like, oh, for those of you who don't know, the actress who played Aunt Becky on Full House, Fuller House, um, was. It, it's a very complicated story it, it, in a way. Yeah, I, I maybe I should. Do you want me to try to explain this one? For well, I, I I mean I know what she did. She helped basically cheat to get her daughter into college. Is basically yeah, basically yeah. She and a whole lot of other people, like talking, fifty people. Yeah, rich yeah. people, uh, college athletic coaches, right. were basically screwing around with tests, or for some cases, paying off people to get either their child in or to get X child to join their program. So, right. uh, Lori Laughlin was mm-hmm. one of the people, uh, I, I would say one of the, one of the two more high profile. Yeah. Cause the other one is Felicity Huffman, Huffman. who and- honestly, I have no idea what she was doing before this since uh desperate housewives went off the air. I know. Cause I was getting her mixed up with, it turns out Tay Leone, because I thought, I was like, 
oh, Felicity Huffman's on Madam Secretary. I was like, are they going to cancel that show? But no, that was Tay Leone. Oh, which, yeah. Tay Leone's doing fine right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I could have sworn, though, I saw Felicity Huffman in something with a female president, but I could be so wrong. Um, I'm Googling it, but I just wanted to make, because I've... I was stunned to hear about them more so because, like, her and her husband, I've seen them on TV a lot, and they seemed, like, pretty, you know. Honestly, I think <laughs> I was more stunned with uh, Lori Loughlin only because of, you You would just never expect it to be her, you know? Yeah. Like, like when, you, when you see certain people, you're like, oh, they would never do that. And then when it happens, it's like, shit, they did it. Yeah, so, okay, no, that wasn't her, Um, but, yeah, I I was reading, because at first I ignored it, because I was like, oh, it's, but then when it came out that they actually did it, I just couldn't get enough of the story, Mm -hmm. and it's terrible, but, like, I was just consuming any detail, because I was like, because I wanted to know, I'm like, how did they find out about this, where did they, you know, and I just had to know, and but Lori Laughlin's has two daughters, and they both got into USC, which is as some of you, which I learned, is a college with a very low acceptance rate, like seventeen percent acceptance rate. Yeah. So you have to be like, you gotta be on your game. Really. So. They so the fact that even one of her kids got in is an accomplishment in and of itself, but the fact that two of them got it, so that um, but they misrepresented them as members of the crew team, the rowing team, and they made fake, they photoshopped other athletes' pictures. Oh jeez! To on with their daughters' heads on their bodies, and paid off all these people five hundred thousand dollars get their kids in the school yeah because you know that full house money is gonna go a long way <laughs> well her husband also has his own fashion company he's a fashion right. so her husband's rich too so it wasn't just right and also she was doing hallmark movies she's on a tv series on hallmark that they're that she's where been the, out where of the heart is right yeah yeah wh- who call when the heart calls her yeah I, i've actually and this is gonna surprise daniel i've actually seen a few episodes of those Oh, wow. I can't... You know what it reminds me of? It it reminds me of Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman, but for teachers. Oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. So, when I heard Hallmark say, yeah, she's gone, I was like, oh, because Hallmark... I I totally get why, because they're like this clean-cut channel with... Mm -hmm. um, But when they said, oh, yeah... No more. I was like, oh, yeah. And her daughter had like a multi, had like a huge deal with support because her daughter, her youngest daughter, is a YouTuber. I actually followed her channel for a while, Olivia, and um, she was doing beauty tutorials and makeup stuff and trying on all these fashions and so, um, she was very popular. Everybody and um. I Sephora dropped her daughter because they said no, and I totally get why. You get, but anyways. Um, so, do you think that? Uh, 
I can't even. The producers of Fuller House or Netflix, for that matter, are they going to write out Aunt Becky? Or now, keep in mind, also, I haven't seen the most recent season, so I don't know if there's anything in there that could possibly explain right, where she right. went. So, um, <laughs> uh, but because I know that in the past, what I do know is that in the previous season, Becky and Jesse had moved back to San Francisco. They were living in LA, but they moved to San Francisco. So they could have, if they did it before they decided to move back, they could have easily wrote it as saying, oh, Becky's in LA. But... Yeah, that's the thing. And I'm glad you brought that up because that was going to be my question. Yeah. Because I think the Aunt Becky character is too popular of a character. Yeah. It's too popular. I mean, even I like it. I, I liked it from the beginning. You can't kill her off. You you just can't kill her off. I think... I think the best way to maybe do this, if they don't have her come back, is just do something where, like you said, you know, she's in L.A. doing filming, you know, or she's touring, you know, the world or something, you know? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, because I really don't think they would go the route. It's what she did was wrong. I'm oh, not absolutely, absolutely, and I told. But I don't think it's going to be as much of a fallout as like Two and a Half Men was when Charlie Sheen wasn't on there anymore, where oh, they were geez. like, "Oh, he's dead." You know, <laughs> I don't think they're going to go no arc on. <laughs> I don't know if anybody remembers it, but I, I watched the episode. With the new season that started without him, and boy, they were like, <laughs> it was pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I honestly, I just don't hope they write her off as she's dead. I don't think they do it as she's dead because have her have it be what you said or something else. I feel yeah, because I feel like the newer Fuller House is not the place to really. <sighs> Um, like I said, what happened with her isn't as contentious as, like, Roseanne. It wasn't as, you know, it, it, um, the cast hasn't really spoken out about, whereas Roseanne, Roseanne was arguing with everybody left and right, and what she died of opioids. And what, yeah, they can't do that. No. Oh yeah, and speaking of Roseanne, the Connors got picked up for another season. They so they're doing just fine without her. Um, what was I going to say? Now, now if they did it on um the Hallmark show, I think that would be understandable. I'd I'd be okay with that because that has yes, it's a family show, but it's got that dramatic you know the drama in it. So I could see them doing that. And Plus, doesn't it take place in a different century? Yeah, it's like 19th century or something. So, yeah, they could, yeah, so you can easily kill off characters on those type of shows. You can just say, well, medical advancements weren't, you know. Right. I mean, there was this, there's this Western, my dad loves, still loves, Bonanza. Oh, yeah. Bonanza. And they have this term called the Cartwright Curse because the guy on Bonanza, he had three sons. 
each son was from a different marriage and each of his wives died. Now, if this happened now, you know, Keith Morrison from Dateline NBC would be at his house. But back then, (laughs) you know, that was perfectly, you know. Oh, that's good. That's too good. Oh, man. Well, I mean, because people would be like, well, that's kind of... No, it's true. It's true. It, it would be it, it would be like with um with um my great grandfather because I learned this recently because my mom uh she's yeah. working on our family tree on ancestry.com yeah so she started to work on my dad's side of the family uh-huh. and in particular his mother's side of the family and basically his grandfather, my dad's grandfather, which would have been my great-grandfather, he got married three times. Mm-hmm. The first one died. Second one was a bitch. Pardon my French, but it's true. It was the Cinderella treatment of my grandmother. And then I don't know what happened with the third one. Wow. <laughs> I, I would like to know what happened with the third one, but... Yeah. You die. <laughs> bam, bam, boom. That, that's... Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to say that anybody who's had three people pass away, uh, that's actually very sad. I'm it not is. Saying it is. It's if, if, it's, if it's health related. It's just that I don't think Benan... I don't know if Benan's actually clarified specifically what happened. I'll have to ask my dad about that because that just always to me was like, wow, they couldn't just say right write in that, oh, he had a wife, they had three kids, and she died. Yeah. They had to make it three different wives, which, I don't know. <laughs> but, anywho, um, yeah, that's probably, like, the biggest nostalgia-related thing I can think of right now. I, I'm winging a lot of this. Yeah. So. <laughs> this is going to be a fun show. Cause this next is going to be, like, the most improvised Next next month is our anniversary show, and I have a surprise that, that I will tell everyone at the end. Danielle doesn't even know this yet. So. Danielle does not know about surprises ever. She just... Yeah. This is one that I've been thinking about for a few weeks, so we'll, okay. wait, we'll wait till the end. It's not a bad surprise. <laughs> let's um, hope so. Uh, uh, yeah, let's hope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I actually found this today because... This is something uh-huh. that you and I, we, we we tend to talk about time to time, and that is video games. Yeah. Uh, recently, the World Video Game Hall of Fame announced their finalists for the Hall of Fame for 2019. Now, the induction ceremony won't be until May the 2nd, so we're not going to talk about it in April. We'll talk about it in May. But I have the finalists in front of me. So after we, after, you know, I tell everyone what the finalists are, we can, mm-hmm. which ones we think will go in. So, so this is in alphabetical order. So let's get to it. The finalists are Candy Crush, Centipede, Colossal Cave Adventure, Okay. Dance Dance Revolution. Okay. Half-Life. Okay. Microsoft Windows Solitaire. Okay. Mortal Kombat. Mist. 
NBA 2K, Sid Meier's Civilization, mm -hmm. Super Mario Kart, and Super Mario or Super Smash Brothers Melee. 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 Now, sorry to um, interrupt. No, I was done. In these games, there's no criteria as to when they were released. It's just this is who. It's basically the people nominate the video games, and whichever ones get not you know get the most nominations, they're the finalists. Oh, I see. Okay, so there's some. So there's already games, and okay, because there were. When you were listing them, I was like, well, how come they didn't mention that? But then it dawned on me that this is just this year and that the games I'm probably thinking of are probably already in there. Right, because, like, Mario's already in, Sonic's already in, Zelda's in, yeah, Pong, Tetris. Yeah, because I was like, Super Mario World? But I was like, I guess Super Mario World's probably already in there. Um, no, it's not, actually. Well, it should be. Well, Super Mario <laughs> Brothers is. Yeah, those are two different games. They're two different games. It sounds really weird. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I probably have a I have a soft spot for Super Mario World because it's the first video game I ever played. Oh, okay. I was six years old. It was the first video game I ever played. So uh, we got a Nintendo. My aunt bought us a Nintendo, and that was the first, that was the game it came with, Super Mario World, and it was just like. Um, <laughs> but as of that, that list. I can certainly understand um, Candy Crush. Oh, gosh, I still, yeah. I, I don't play Candy Crush the original, but I do play Candy Crush and Friends. My mom and I both play Candy Crush and Friends. I'm very, I don't know who's worse, um, <laughs> but we, yeah, um, certainly it's a very addicting game, and especially when you start spending money on it, it's a very addicting game. But. Uh, yeah, it's really dangerous, especially because it hooks up to your iTunes account. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I just need one more move, and there's 10 gold bars, and it's only two ninety nine. Oh, <laughs> get up. Uh, just, it, it, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, certainly, um, Super Smash Brothers, we played the original. I never played Melee, but I heard a lot of people did, um, so I could see why that's there. Uh, Mortal Kombat is one of those games I know of, and I've seen, but I've never actually played, but I've certainly recognized it. it. It's bas basically because of that game is why we have the rating system for video games now. Yeah. So, and then we have... Um, Centipede, I get. It, it sounds so boring now if you look back, mm -hmm. but it's certainly, um, if you got a cell phone, that was one of the first, well now I don't think teenagers could relate to this, but when I was um, in high school and teenagers having cell phones was just starting to become a normal thing, mm -hmm. it's just starting to become a thing. Um, I had a, my phone that I had was my sister, was my mother's old phone and it had a green screen on it. And the only thing you could play on it was centipede. Like it wasn't even in color. It was just wow. green screen with black text and stuff on it. Um, for me, I would say solitaire because that was, oh yeah, that was a game that I 
I think I learned on my own. Yeah, um, I learned it on my own too. Because um, like I saw my mom and my dad and my brother and I think my sisters were playing it when I was little, and I didn't know what the heck it was. All I know was just a bunch of cards, and the deck was you know like different animations. Right. And you could pick the color. Yeah. Because I got, I think I got like the rainbow colored, or mm-hmm. you could get one that had the deck of cards, the beach. Yeah, because our first computer that we got um, about '97, um, it had it came with four games. If you had Windows standard, you had Solitaire, Hearts, Free Cell, Minesweeper. Yep, that was all you had, and so and if you didn't know how to plate <laughs> i think and solitaire was the only one i was really good at i'm still terrible at free cell to this day my oh. mother plays it a lot but and I, minesweeper sucks minesweeper it took me years to figure out exactly how I, what i was doing because for uh, the longest time i would just click the squares and just hope i didn't end up with something and i didn't get that when you click the square and there's number the numbers mean this is how many little the little mines mm-hmm. are near the square which I didn't know that. Yeah. So I just was, um, hearts. I was okay with it's, it's a, I could sort of play it. Um, but solitaire. Yeah. I was always playing solitaire. And, uh, then eventually we got like, as we got more computers, we got more games on them. And so solitaire is much more, but, but I still can't play solitaire with three cards. Like I always would set it to where the deck is. One, yeah. <laughs> and and I and I think the other game that should be brought up is Dance Dance Revolution. Oh yes, um, we had that because of how sig- significant that game is. Because really, it's one of the first music games of this century. I, I know it was made at the end of the 20th century, but if you look back at where its popularity really took off in the U.S., it was right at the turn of the 21st century. Um, Ed, oh, God. No, and I was just going to say, it was so popular, you know. It was a good exercise, too, but, you know, you have to stay with the pace. And it was the first of those games, which people really don't really, I mean, I could be totally wrong, but it was certainly the first big one I remember because there was no Just Dance or um, we didn't exist yet. So you weren't, you know, moving around the little Wii controller. Uh, I don't, we, so we didn't have any games like that before, or at least in our house we didn't, until we got Dance Dance Revolution. And um, it was a workout. I, I used to call that my workout. I was so terrible at it because I, I have no rhythm. <laughs> so, but um, some of the songs are really catchy. And if you go on YouTube, you can still find some of the songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the songs were actual songs that were released, and I found a couple on iTunes too. But... I would listen to them and it's so weird hearing them as they're supposed to sound because um, I, cause I know of it skipping and because I'd be off beat or the thing booing or, uh, um, select or he, or hearing song go select a mode. Um, yeah, we had it. And then, um, my sister's, 
high school boyfriend, we had a dance pad, and he was about 6'3", or whatever, he jumped on it and broke it. And I was happy. So we had to get, like, a cheap, um, like, knockoff one to replace it. But, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I think it, it basically was, like, the um, paved the path for a lot of these dance games to the point where now I think they seem sort of just second nature mm-hmm. people in fact the first time I ever saw Dance Dance Revolution it wasn't even here it was um, there was an episode and I didn't know it was a real game but there was an episode of King of the Hill where they go to Japan and Bobby and this girl from Japan are playing this video game where they're dancing around on little and lighten up the stuff and I was like that is so cool that looks like a fun game and then about a couple years later suddenly Dance Dance Revolution was like I don't even know if you can go to arcades anymore if you can find an arcade more power to you but I think there are some arcades there's some yeah but I don't know if they still have that there anymore I think the last time I went to Dave and Buster's I saw it but I don't know well if you would like to vote, because yes, yes. Uh, the Video Game Hall of Fame, they have the Player's Choice Ballot. And what that is, is you can vote. You can make your voice heard of the 12 finalists. And you get to vote. And you get one vote per day. So maybe there's three games that you want to vote for. Well, you could split them one for each day. So this voting will be... A collective act as one member of the of the committee that ultimately decides what goes into their Hall of Fame. Um, I'll post the link in our Facebook group so you guys can check that out. I know what I'm voting for, so. Um, and like I said, the induction ceremony is May the second, so we're not going to know for a little while. Hmm. All right. Um, did you have anything? Because I have some stuff this time. Okay. Uh, let me. Uh, you can go on ahead. Okay. Um, this is a trend. Well, it's not really a trend, but it's something that I've noticed that I think will become a trend, and it's going to depend on how this year does and i am referring to movies about musicians because i mean we've had a lot of them don't get me wrong we've had a lot of them we've had ray we've had walk the line we've had straight out of compton we've had the temptations you know and much recently we had bohemian rhapsody which took the most Academy Awards this year Mm -hmm. with four. I know four is not a lot, but considering the competition, you know, it's a lot. So yesterday on Netflix, they released the Motley Crue movie, The Dirt, which is based off their book. Right. And then later this year, their movie theaters are releasing Rocket Man the Elton John movie. So my question is, if this becomes a success, will this be 
the equivalent to the revival of TV shows that we have. If if these two are successful. It might be. It's a little complicated to say because this is something that's been ongoing for years. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and I guess a lot of it's in the news now because Rami Malek, you know, Oscar. Uh, um, for Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. But then you look back over 10 years ago, Jamie Foxx won an Oscar for playing Ray Charles. Right. And then there's, you know, you can go back even further. And I'm, um, so I, I do think it's a trend. It's just the amount of, you know, where it's going and how, um, I don't know. I can't really pinpoint this as a current, you know, trend because it's just been happening. But what I'm seeing a lot of, though, similarly, are Broadway musical adaptations of um, famous musicians' lives. Like, um, there was the Temptations. In fact, the Temptations are currently, I think, they, it was either last summer or something, they did a Broadway adaptation um there or, or they're about to do a broadway adaptation of and uh gloria Estefan, her story um i think the story of her and her husband was a broadway they did a um adaptation of that uh share just had one uh so that which would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, and and I want to go back to the to Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. I don't know if you remember years ago when they were first starting on the idea of the movie and how. They originally wanted, and this is true, folks, if you've never heard of this, they originally wanted Sasha Baron Cohen to play Freddie Mercury in the movie. Mm-hmm. Imagine if we'd gotten that movie with Sasha Baron Cohen as Freddie Mercury and not Rami Malek, who ends up winning the Academy Award, and probably deservingly so. I have not seen the movie yet, but... From what I've heard, his performance is just wonderful. Um, and, and then with the third, you know, that's another one that's taken a long time to get together to figure out, okay, which four guys can play the members of Motley Crue. Right. Um, I, I, I agree with you. I, I mean, this is obviously not new. This you know there there are many 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 movies that are based off of singers' lives. Um, Coal Miner's Daughter is another one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Spacek in that. Um, God, I'm trying to think of others. I, I can't think of any off the top of my head right the now. The Rose. Oh, The Rose. Yeah. Um, the What's Love Got to Do with It is another oh, one. Oh yeah. Um, but I also wanted to add another thing in that. I don't have a problem with them as long as they're made with the cooperation of the artist or mm-hmm. 
because otherwise they um lifetime um although i guess with things being the way they are they don't do it so much anymore but lifetime for a while was doing a lot of these unauthorized made for tv movies about um tv shows or um famous musicians and they were unauthorized in that they didn't have the cooperation of what they were the subject right so you would get these really awkward like really badly badly acted with very generic sound alikes because if they're not being done with the cooperation with the original artist they can't use the music so Whitney Houston they did one about Whitney Houston they did one about Aaliyah oh no I, I think the one about Whitney Houston had I can't remember but the one about Leah and the one about Britney Spears didn't so they had to use really awkward sound alikes yeah. and I saw the movie they made about Saved by the Bell right? and because they couldn't get the rights to actually they could they had to the episodes that they were shooting that they showed the behind the scenes shooting were never episodes of Saved by the Bell they had to make up episodes because they couldn't get and then when they did Full House which was really funny because they tried to make it sound because it aired right around the time Fuller House was coming out and the whole cast was all reuniting and appearing on talk shows so they clearly got along so it was kind of stupid to make this sort of tell-all movie about oh yeah right <laughs> um and the set of where their house was it was totally the opposite side of everything was on the opposite side so you couldn't you know because they couldn't make it look like it but but yeah Although it is kind of weird because um, my friend who, I guess it also depends on your age, because I have a friend who was um, a young adult in the late 70s and remembers when Queen was huge and, you know, lived in, and she lived in Los Angeles and surrounded a lot. And she went and saw Bohemian Rhapsody. And she said, you are much better off watching Vintage Queen concert footage, seeing that movie. She said, it's just, it's... But again, if you're a person who saw it, then it's kind of a weird thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So, it, it, it can go... It also... I guess depends on the casting as well. Yeah. All right. Let me ask you this. Sure. To, to, to wrap this topic up. Right. Right. Let's say you are a big shot Hollywood producer. Right. And you want to do a movie about an artist or a group. Mm-hmm. Who's the first one that you that you could think of off the top of your head that you would want to do? Oh God. That I have that hasn't been done. Yeah, that's true too. That has not been done. Oh man. Um I'd have to Google it to see if they made a movie about her. Actually, if they did make a movie about this, it'd be very traumatizing to watch given what she went through. Um but I was reading about Ronnie Spector. I don't know if anybody knows who Ronnie Spector is, but um Yeah. She was the lead singer of the sixties girl group the Ronettes and she's married to Phil Spector and 
she had a very traumatic she was after she married him almost to the and I think that a lot of people would be interested in hearing her story especially because her husband her ex-husband's currently in jail for supposedly murder for I think either he murdered his ex girlfriend or his ex-wife or something so I mean that just was like um so. All right, so that that's your choice. Um, this is actually tough because I, I had a couple groups in my head. Um, but I think the one that I would want to do just because of the story, I, I think I'd have to do ACDC. I think that would be such an interesting story told from the brothers' point of view, Angus and Malcolm Young. And, like, how they get the band started, and then how they meet Bon Scott, and how Bon Scott dies, and, you know, they go through. I think that would be a very interesting movie, if done right, like you said. But mm-hmm. That would be one that I'd want. I would try to get done. So. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, I'm surprised you didn't bring this one up, but I think I'll I'll bring it up. Sure. Uh, Luke Perry passing away recently. Oh yeah, that's uh, that was a surprise. I I had thought yeah that really because I watch. In fact, I haven't watched it since. I need to catch up. But I remember him when I was a kid on 90210, but I didn't watch 90210. I just remember 90210. And I actually had, there were some kids in my class who for some reason, I guess their parents let them watch it. I don't get why, but there, I do remember two girls in my class having Luke Perry t-shirts on and I was about in second or third grade. And I remember they had 90210 dolls in this little play set with the peach pit. Those where they hung out. And I do, remember um so i i knew he was and he was also in the buffy vampire slayer movie which i saw like once but um there the movie before they made the tv show right yeah he was in the movie version and but i recently started getting reintroduced to him because he's on riverdale he played archie's dad on riverdale so that's what I knew him if, you know, if I ever see a picture, I'm like, yeah, that's Fred. So, um, and once I heard he had a stroke, I was like, oh my goodness. And I had thought, oh, you know, he's going to get better. And they said, no, he never recovered and he just died. And I was like, oh my God. Um, that was, yeah. I remember him more for for me of I guess the guest appearances he made because I never watched 90210. Yeah. I mean, my God, I probably would have a lot of issues if I did as a kid. But anyway, um, you know, he did The Simpsons when Krusty got canceled. Um, that which was I think a season finale. Uh, he did an episode of Family Guy where the the article, Luke Perry is gay, 
which is a weird episode. I, I'm not that big of a fan because, I, I don't know, I just never was. I think the one thing I remember the most, and Luke Perry was never involved in this, but I just thought of it uh, for a while. The episode of The Simpsons where they have the monorail. Oh, yeah. And they're at Kent Brockman's there and he's introducing the celebrities and there here's a pair it's like a parody of Luke Perry's like he's hot he's single he's 37 years old yeah because Luke Perry was like an adult playing a teenager which is something that I've always found fascinating I don't know why I find this fascinating but if you ever are bored and have like nothing to do go on to TV tropes and look up the term Dawson casting and it'll list about as many possibilities, even more, of instances where adults are playing teenage characters. Yeah. And because when I was a kid, I didn't know that that was a thing. And because everybody seemed to look bigger to me, that was in a grade above me. But because I grew up watching all these shows on TV where that happened, I just assumed the time I turned 15 or 16, I was going to look so grown up because... I would, like, I saw the movie Clueless. Clueless was one of my favorite movies when I was in seventh grade. And the actress who played Dion was, like, almost 30. (laughs) And she's 15 in the movie. So I just assumed, oh, I'm going to look. And then Grease. Grease is probably the worst example. Oh, I think that's the biggest example, actually. No, worst example of how they're supposed to convincingly look like teenagers and they totally work. I saw Greece years years and and the worst one is uh Stalker Channing. Yeah, she yeah, Stalker Channing was actually old enough to be in high school during the time cuz Greece was made in 1978 but it takes place in 1959. And Stalker Channing was actually old enough to be in high school in 1959. Mm-hmm. Which kind of makes it really bad. Or um I, another show I watched was I watched Happy Days, and Happy Days is another example of um, how... I mean, you'd be okay with Ron Howard, but... Well, yeah, because he has that innocent look, but as yeah. the sh- from the first season, you'd be okay. But if you watched it, because they don't graduate high school to like, the third or fourth season. And if you watch it as it goes on, and then you have to also keep in mind that they're, st- they're supposed to be only 18... <laughs> It's kind of hard to, um, and like, like the episode where they, um, went out with Laverne and Shirley, I now look back on that as a doll. It's like, oh my God, that's actually kind of creepy because <laughs> they're supposed to be like in high school and they're dating like 20 something year old women. Oh, <laughs> right. that's really disturbing. But yeah. Um, anyways, back to Luke Perry. Yeah. It. Um, and it certainly scared a lot of people I know because um, I have a few friends online who are like his age and they're like, oh my God. It was like, they said he's basically was our our fantasy boyfriend, all of us in high school when we were, um, and I certainly can understand that. Um, I was in high school 10 years after that. So I think, and then I started to remember. So I think for me, it probably would have been like 
if, oh goodness, heaven forbid, something happened to Justin Timberlake, mm-hmm. or somebody, I, I was actually trying to run through my head and think of somebody, and I couldn't really, yeah. because there wasn't really anybody on TV like that at the time, when I was in high school, because maybe Dawson's Creek, but that wasn't even, yeah, that, yeah, but anyways, yeah, I was really shook, shaken up when I read that. I was at work, and I had to tell my friend, because I have a friend at work who watches Riverdale, too, and we talk about it all the time, and I tell her, so, oh my god, you're not going to believe this. And that just, God. Um, <laughs> it, 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 was, it was surprising. It was very, very. So. Yeah, and I have to, I have to catch up on Rudolph because I didn't. I was already behind one episode, um, but then uh, we, um, I was like, I can't see him on there. It's just gonna get. Yeah. And and the thing is, because they, um, they you know, they were showing the commercials for the new nine hundred two one zero on Fox. Right. With the, right. With the original cast. Right. And Luke was in it. Yeah. So I wonder how many episodes got filmed. Right. Before all that happened. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, that's, we were wondering about, we were about Riverdale, Riverdale because, because we're, we're like, like, are they are going to, with a show like Riverdale, Riverdale, though, they have to address, they have to write his death into the show because it just, it, um, Archie's mom, him and Archie's mom are divorced and his, Archie's mom lives, who's actually played by Molly Ringwald of all people, um, lives in Chicago and the whole premise is him and his dad still have murdered So they're going to have to kill off his dad on the show because otherwise you're going to have to explain, well, where's Archie living? Um, and I think that plot-wise, they're going to have to have him live with either Jughead or Betty's family because I had said, well, what if they have Molly Ringwald move um, and and somebody pointed out Molly Ringwald is pretty well known, and the show probably can't afford to have her as a regular. Yeah. And also, I don't think they'll recast him because I feel like people's hearts are just so. It's it's tough. I, I, in fact, I don't. I can't think of an instance in recent years. Where a character who was on a show got recast because the actor died. I know they did that in the past, but I'm trying to think of not not recently. Yeah, not recently. They've yeah. I, I really I honestly can't think of any shows that I um watched growing up where that that happened. Um, the, in fact, the only one I can really think of off the top of my head was from the 60s. So, and that was Dennis the Menace. That's the only... Um, and and the, probably the only reason they didn't kill him off is because it was Mr. Wilson and you can't have Dennis the Menace without Mr. Wilson. But um, they made it a different... Mis- oh, they did recast him. They wrote him out as moving away and they said it was his brother. But yeah. Anywho, um, 
So I is that all you um had on that or um, yeah I'm done I'm done okay. with that one. All right, so we're gonna talk about which is totally not nostalgic related at all, but Bill and I have been watching it. Yes, <laughs> very intently. Yes, and that is the Mass Singer. This will be nostalgia in a few years, folks. It. I enjoy it very much. I do not recommend... Okay. I screwed up this season, though, because... um, For those of you who don't know, Mass Singer, it's a show on Fox where... It it, it was really popular in Korea, apparently, but... uh, You get a famous... They get... I think it's like 8 or 10 or 10. It was 12, I think. 12? Okay. Famous person, and they're you. They give you all these clues about who they are, and they're dressed in a costume, and you kind of have to guess who they are behind the. Um, what screwed me up was that I read online predictions, and the online predictions all turned out to be correct. So, me watching it as it went on, it kind of became less exciting because, like, oh yeah, that's so and so. Oh yeah, that's so and so. So it got kind of. So I, it, it, it's coming back. It got picked up for another season, but I highly recommend to those who are going to watch, just don't read anything online about it. Just watch it as you go along. Just guess on your own terms. Do not spoil yourself. Because I had them all right, and as it went on, all the clues sort of lined up, and it was, although there were a couple of them I knew as soon as they sang. Uh, the B was the easiest one for The me. B, yeah, the B, well, we can say who it is now, because the show's been off for a The show's, yeah, show's over. The B was Glass, Glass Night. I don't know how the heck you do not know that's Glass Night. Well, unless you're Ken John. My mother was watching it, and she said, because um, J.B. Smooth was the guest judge, and my mom was like, okay, he's black, he knows that's Gladys Knight, and sure enough, that's Gladys Knight. Keenan Thompson came on and said, that's Gladys Knight. Only other person that said it was Gladys Knight is Robin Thicke, because Robin Thicke... Say what you want about Robin Thicke. He, he's done some absolutely despicable things, and I don't think he's the greatest human being in the world, but he is a great judge on that show. That's the he, one he thing a knowledge. I will say about him. Nice thing I will say about him is out of all those judges, he's probably the only one. He was the only one I could bear. Yeah. Well, no, him, him and Nicole I could bear. Nicole's okay. I mean, she's... I also, it didn't help that almost every person I knew who watched the show, I had to explain who she was. Cause <laughs> I didn't realize yeah. until yeah. looking up. She's in her 40s yeah. already. Yeah, she was. But yeah, she was the lead singer of Pussycat Dolls, and that's all. I, I mean, my biggest complaint, and, and, I, and I talked to Stephanie about this, because she watched it too. Yeah. Was the judges. They were my biggest issue because my thing is is like all right i'll listen to them sing and then some of them will make the most ridiculous guesses and it was almost borderline insulting that's what ticked me off were the judges guesses and the fact that they didn't 
Because they would give them different clues every week, and the judges would just base it off of one little clue. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but that doesn't match up with any of the other clues. And then they would start guessing. And also, the thing is, is that the show they had to tape for X amount of time. Right. So you have to keep in mind that. Six, nine months in advance. Right. But that some of the guesses they have. They couldn't feasibly take time out of their schedule to tape this show. Like, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is not going to take time out of her schedule to tape this show. Or, you know? So, so when one of them guessed her, I'm like, no. And then Jimmy Kimmel is not going to do this show because Jimmy Kimmel will think this is stupid because Jimmy Kimmel... There were others... um, where they guessed the lion was Kelly Rowland from Destiny's Child, and it's like, yeah, but the lion has been making all these clues about being part of a fan's family. Kelly Rowland's not part of a fan's family. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll tell you, un, until the the reveal of the lion, and, and I'll give you who I thought it was. Right. And, and I think you would, I think you'll understand when I say who I think. Sure. I thought it was Ashley Judd. Because she comes from a famous right, family, right. the Judds. Her mother's a singer. Yes, yes. You know, I thought, okay, maybe she would do it. I mean, she's not A-list anymore. She's probably B-list. I mean, and, I but, thought before some of the other clues, I thought the unicorn was Paris Hilton. Yeah, I could see that. I thought it was Paris Hilton. And then um, I thought... Uh, my friend and I were a little back on back and forth between the peacock being either Donny Osmond or Neil Patrick Harris, but more of the clues matched up to Donny Osmond than Neil Patrick Harris. I was so dumbfounded when Robin Thicke thought it was Weird Al Yankovic. I just was like, because it's like. With, with certain artists, and Gladys Knight is a perfect example. With certain artists, you can recognize who they are just by their voice, by their singing voice alone. You don't even have to ask who that is. As soon as he said that, I was like, nope. And there's I, no I texted, freaking way. I texted my sister out. because my sister and I would text back and forth every week. And I texted her. I said, do you really think Weird Al would be doing the type of music he does if he could sing like that? Do you really think he'd be the parody business? Although he's got a good singing voice. He's got his a last, good His but, last tour, you know, he did covers of, of of songs. Oh, yeah. But I'm like, if he could sing like that, he wouldn't have gone into, like, parody albums. Right. He could have just gotten her. He's, he probably wouldn't have been as successful, though, because he would have just been another person who could sing really well. But, um, yeah. But I think my favorite one out of everyone yeah. was the monster. The monster yeah. was my favorite. Yeah, that one I read online. They said it's T-Pain, and I was like, none of really few of these clues. And I don't know a lot about T-Pain, so I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but... I knew that rabbit was Joey Fatone because uh, yeah. you grew up around NSYNC. You know that's Joey. 
my my sister thought it was either Joey or JC, but I sent it to a friend of mine who's a huge JC fan. She's like, no, that's Joey. You no, I said, yeah, that that's Joey. I duh. Um, I thought that, but yeah, my friend was torn between Neil Patrick Harris, Donny Osmond, and I said, well, um, what got it to Donny Osmond for me was that he was saying your grandmother might have heard of me or something like that. And I was like, Neil Patrick Harris has more of a following. He he's been famous. Neil Patrick Harris has been famous for years, but many years. He has a following with younger audiences too, though, so they would know who he is. They would know from. Um, he had a show. He did series Fortune Events on Netflix. He's on all over social media. He was on How I Met Your Mother, and it's still being rerun everywhere. So young people know who he is, like. Even just from the fact that his family puts together elaborate Halloween costumes every year, like every, they know who he is. It's not like you wouldn't have to ask your grandparents who Neil Patrick Harris, you know. Um, and also, I almost had a fit when they guessed Wayne Brady because I'm like, Wayne Brady wouldn't be on The Masked Singer because Wayne Brady sings on TV all the time. Right. So you would know, like, if you watch Let's Make a Deal even once a week, he sings on there. If you watched Whose Line Is It Anyway, that's... He sings he, yeah. a week. So, I mean, I grew up watching, like, the original Whose Line, and any time they had to play a game that involved singing, they always had Wayne Brady. Mm-hmm. It, song styles, or, or the yeah. game where... Colin and Ryan would pretend they did an infomercial for a music album and Wayne would just make up all the songs on the spot like that so I mean so I knew from a fact that that was not Wayne Brady because I'll tell you another one that once I saw like one clue I knew who it was and that was the alien. The alien, as soon as I saw the clue, was so easy. Because I knew it right off the bat. So, the this was the physical clue episode. Right, right, right. And it was a police badge. And I saw Muncie on it. And I'm like, that's Latoya Jackson. Game over. I had forgotten all about that show. I had to Google it, but yeah. Shoot. And the funny thing was, I was thinking about that show a few days before that episode. <laughs> I knew it was her because I recognized her voice. Because some of those little um, things didn't do that well to disguise their voices, kind of. Especially because right. a lot of the Jacksons have like those high-pitched sort of falsetto voices. So you could only do so much to disguise that voice. Um, like if you ever watch an interview with them they have the most high pitched falsetto speaking voices um, that you could not um, hide that and um, just some of the clues she had and um, I I knew yeah that's Latoya Jackson um and 
uh, one of the women in my book group thought it was Bindi Irwin. I was like, because, <laughs> and I said, first of all, Bindi doesn't need to do this show. Second of all, she thought it was because of the stuffed animals. And then they're like, and Bindi's from a famous family. I'm like, yeah, Bindi's from a famous family, but Bindi can still kind of be Bindi and not get attacked for it. Mm-hmm. Like, what Bindi Irwin's doing is, you know, she didn't do anything too scandalous or anything like that. And so she wouldn't have to say that, oh, I long for the days when my family wasn't famous. And also, she was, her family's been famous since she was born. Yeah. So she didn't really, whereas LaToya, the Jackson 5 got big when LaToya was 13 years old, so she can remember not being famous. But, yeah. but Bindi Irwin, her dad was, her dad was on TV before she was born. So mm-hmm. Bindi Irwin and um, knows what, but she wasn't getting hounded by like the paparazzi or anything like that. She's just uh, doing conservation work and she's on TV and she's doing just fine her and her mom and her brother so i don't <laughs> i don't think um and the other one um what's the other one terry bradshaw i knew it was him as soon as i saw him <laughs> i knew that was terry but i was like that's terry. yeah that's you know that was <laughs> sorry terry <laughs> that was just i said that's no way <laughs> I, I will be interested to see how they do next season as far as which stars they pick cuz obviously they're going to you know they're going to stick with the the B and C level you know Right I mean yeah and that's the other thing when they were guessing like these high profile people I'm like they're not going to have time to do this show Beyoncé is not going to be on this because of how much Filming, how many months they have to set aside in the past to film this, they'd have to come up with a cover story to do the show. And, like, when they guess Emily Blunt, I'm like, Emily Blunt does not have time to do this show. And plus also, Emily Blunt at that time had been in, she was about to be in Mary Poppins Returns, but that hadn't come out while they were filming it. But she was in Into the Woods. And you know what Emily Blunt said. And that movie was a pretty big hit, so people knew what she sounded like. So Emily Blunt. Um, yeah, Beyonce, I thought was such a stupid guess. I was like, really? Beyonce needs to do this show? It's like, Beyonce doesn't need anything. Yeah, but I am curious to see what celebrities they can manage to get for next season and they're gonna you know have to come up with cover stories to you know justify them doing it and i do think they might get one of the kardashians so i they they'd they'd have time to do it yeah but the quite but which that's the thing does do any one of them have talent? That's the question. Oh yeah, that's right. I don't know if any of them sing. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, well, Tori Spelling couldn't sing. I didn't think so, personally. She wasn't the worst. Yeah, that's true. No. <laughs> she definitely was not the worst singer in the world. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I think they could get, but yeah, they're going to have to stick with reality stars. They'll probably get somebody who's on a show on Fox because that's what Terry Bradshaw was. Mm-hmm. And rumor Willis Bruce and I mean, daughter, she was on Empire the previous year, and she, so um, and I had totally missed those clues because I'll tell you, she's cute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't know she sang. I actually didn't know she sang. I just knew her as Bruce and Demi's daughter. I didn't know she sang because I didn't watch Empire and I didn't know she was on Chicago and on Broadway, which I mean that. I I think she's single, right? I don't know. Yeah, how'd you you like to have Bruce Willis as your father? Oh, yeah, that'll go over. (laughs) You saw that episode of Friends? No. That might be kind of close to how it would be. <laughs> I think I think if I ever went up to him, I'll my first like I'll be like, "Hello, sir, yippee ki yay, motherfucker." <laughs> I mean, I would be intimidated to have him, not to mention Demi as your mother-in-law. Oh God, oh, that yeah, whole that. thing would intimidate the. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, let, let's let's move on before we sure, get sure. terrible. Th- okay, before we get terrible. Uh-huh. Thoughts about that. All right, I'm actually surprised. Yeah. That you have not talked about this at all for okay. the last several months. Um, just in general, not not on the show, but I just mean in general. Okay. Okay. Disney Plus, we absolutely have to talk about this. Yeah, I'm kind of fuzzy on the details, actually, but... Well, yeah. I, well, they, they did release some details a few weeks ago. Right, right. The big, the biggest one to me, because um, my friend Jim, we talked about it. And, and actually, during a recording of our Royal Rumble podcast, which you guys will be able to hear in, a, in, in about a month, month and a half... We talked about Disney Plus, so I, you know, figure why don't we talk about okay. it? And maybe okay. Maybe go into more in depth. Because basically, the big news from the last reveal that they did was all the Disney movies will be on Disney Plus. Right. That's the big one. So. In a recent report, and when I mean by recent, I mean three days ago. Yes. Devin Coggin of Entertainment Weekly wrote an article, and she said that Disney has promised to reveal more about the service during an investor presentation on April the 11th. So that's not too far away. Right. Which is when we'll pres- presumably get more info on price and a launch date. All they have said about the launch date is it's going to be at the end of this year, but it's going to be late at the end of this year. Yeah. Yeah. That whole thing is going to be so complicated for me because I only have Netflix. I don't do any other streaming service. I was tempted to do Hulu for a while, but I I just couldn't um, fit another streaming service into my budget. Um, and uh, so there's a lot of stuff. Because uh, Hulu, I don't know if they're still doing it, but at one point Hulu had gotten the rights to a lot of the shows from TGIF that I grew up with. I think they still do. I mean... 
or at least last I saw these. Yeah, and yeah, that's when I was tempted to be like, well, hey, I might, I have to get a Hulu now. Um, now one thing that, um, you know, that, that I was thinking about as far as, okay, how are they going to distribute everything? Right, right. I, I think right away, um, they're not going to put everything out the first day. Right, right. It's going to take time. Um, I, I think what they're going to do is they'll start out small. And, and the only reason I know this is because I'm thinking back to when the WWE had their streaming service. When they started up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I know we're not going to get everything right off the bat. Which we didn't. And, you know, they're still, you know, uploading new content, you know, to this day, week after week. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I think what's going to happen with Disney or with Disney Plus is and this is just a guess they'll start off by putting up the more popular Disney movies either live action or animated and then they'll go into their vault because I can't say collection they have a vault so right right um you know of either shows or movies and they're going to slowly build up. And then, eventually, we will have all the Disney movies up. Because the big thing is, and this is where, I, if I was somebody in charge of Disney+, Plus, this is what I would say to people. I would say, let's do this. Let's take our time. Let's not put everything up. Let's put some stuff up. And then eventually everything will be up because you don't want to give so much too soon. Right. And and think about what everything would entail. Are we talking about every... Well, I mean, just animated movies alone. That's not even getting into because a lot of people forget when they think of Disney movies, they think of primarily animated films. But mm-hmm. throw in the motion pictures, you got like thousands right and the other thing there because they now have um 21st century fox with their with their movies they have marvel they have star wars oh yeah yeah. what they're going to do for the movies that are pg-13 or rated r they're gonna go right to hulu because disney has a bit of a stake in hulu Oh, yeah, they're not going to release all the Star Wars movies at once. There is no... Uh-uh. They, that they'll probably save for some sort of big... Yeah. That just... Because... <laughs> now, and, and and I guess my thing... here Here's my question to you. Because mm-hmm. we're... I, I'm going to presume that this channel's not going to come out till I'm going to guess December. That's my guess. Right, right. What's the one 
thing, what's the one thing from this streaming service, when it does come out, and, and, it, and it could be anything, that you would like to see? Ooh, that is tough, because I certainly have a lot of favorites. And it could be anything. I know. I, um, I'm a fan of Sleeping Beauty is one of my favorite Disney movies. Um, I love the 1976 version of Freaky Friday. Okay. Uh, which a lot of people probably... A goofy movie, certainly. Yeah. Those are some good ones. Yeah. Um, I, I, there's a lot, I'm sure. I, Peach Dragon. Yeah. Um, I would like to see, and this may be a little bit of a surprise, because I haven't said this else, I haven't said this to anyone else. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see some of their animated shows. Beyond that, yeah, that would be kind of good. The ones that we grew up on, yes, yes. Like, give us the original Ducktales. Give us New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Give us um, Rescue Rangers, The Wuzzles. Give us those. I'd like to see that. Because I think if you remaster them the right way, you'll be able to, you know have an appreciation of a whole new generation. Heck, if you could really dig in deep and have plenty of space, get the live-action shows from the Disney Channel. Back from, get those on there. Get um, Dumbo Circus or uh, Adventures in Wonderland if you're going to go digging. Yeah. And then there's one... Get Under the Umbrella Tree. <laughs> then there's one that I really, really want. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to explain why I want this is going to be controversial, but I just want it. Right. right. I'd like to see Song of the South on Disney+. Plus. That's... And the that's, the yeah, only reason... Yeah. The only reason I want it is because I want to see this movie. I really do. Because the only way you can really see it is if you have a European copy of the movie because they sell it in Europe on DVD like if you go on eBay and you put Song of the South up basically everything you're going to get is like the European region of DVD so it's, it would be like a, a, a region 2 and you know you can't play that on a regular DVD player you have to play it on a DVD player that is basically got no restrictions on a region uh huh uh huh Plus, I think, for me, the other reason is I really want to see what the controversy is all about. I know what, you know, I know why they haven't put this out in years, and I understand, but I just want to see what this is. You know, is it as bad as everyone has made it out to be for the last 30, 40, 50 plus years? I think my sister saw it. She said she saw it on YouTube or something. Because she was telling me what it was about. And I can't for the life of me. I just, yeah. But, um, yeah. It, it, I do, I am prepared for a lot of online backlash. Because 
a lot of people are rewatching things as a you know from different perspectives and are saying you know so I'm prepared for a lot of online backlash once some of these older films are rewatched by people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm prepared, especially for a lot of people who like to vilify the princess movies. I'm prepared for um, yeah. So it, it's it's going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out exactly what this entails because Disney owns so much. Yeah, like they could even rerun ABC sitcoms on there if they really wanted to because they own ABC. Mm-hmm. They own ESPN. Mm-hmm. You know. You know. So I feel like people just leak to oh Disney animated movies. I'm like shoot, you might be. Um, um, watching um, reruns of Home Improvement and Sports Center. You don't know. <laughs> that might actually be the greatest thing if they did that. Okay, we're going to put up today the October 7, 1993 episode of Sports Center. Yeah. I would be all for that. Yeah. So, I mean, you you never know. Oh, that would be that would be hilariously awesome. That that might be the funniest, most awesome thing I have ever heard. Cuz cuz back cuz I remember when I was a kid, there'd be like a 6-hour block during the day of reruns of Sports Center, and it's the same stuff over and yeah. over yeah. And over and over again. <laughs> Oh, I, I now I now want that, Danielle. Thank you. I now want that. Because um, for the longest time, I, if you asked me to name anything that's on ESPN, that was the only thing I could tell you was sports on there. I don't But of course, you know, the, the, uh, back to Disney Plus. Right. right. The, they'll also have original content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they're going to do a live action remake of Lady and the Tramp which could be interesting depending on how it goes yeah that one's a little they did it with 101 Dalmatians although to be perfectly honest I actually lost interest after the first 15 minutes but yeah uh... well they didn't didn't have any voices for the dogs that was the the difference. It was more from the human's perspective. Yes, yes. But the humans kind of fell away halfway through the film. It was just the dogs running around. Mm-hmm. But um, well, lady didn't talk. Yes, she did. In the in the original movie, she did. She did. Yeah. Oh. Oh. God, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. <laughs> um. Let's see. They're also going to do. A new version of the Sword in the Stone. I don't think I saw the original. You know that might not be bad, because the cartoon one is one of their more underrated animated movies, in my opinion. Right. Right. I am all for them. I can't really say. I was all for them remaking them because I saw Cinderella, and I still to this day, like, I got it on Blu-ray, and I was like, this is, like, the best adaptation ever of Cinderella, and I will rewatch the living daylights out of it. Mm-hmm. Love. There were, their remake Cinderella was so just... Ugh. 
And so I said, once they were designed to remake everything else, I was like, well, shoot, they did such a great job with Cinderella. I trust whatever they do. And I didn't see the Jungle Book. I heard, I was going to see Beauty and the Beast, but I heard it wasn't that good. Um, I actually enjoyed it. And that's coming from someone who thinks the animated movie is overrated. Um, I'm going to go see Aladdin despite the online backlash. I'll probably be the only person there, but that's okay. That's okay. Uh, I don't know. I think you're going to get a lot of people there for that one. Yeah, because everybody I know is like, no, you can't do it. And I was a little hesitant, too, because I was like, well, Robin Williams is no longer with us, and it's going to be really hard to watch it without him. And But, but Will Smith, if anyone could pull it off, yeah, it could yeah. be Will Smith. It's Will Smith. So I love Will Smith, so I'm like, yeah, I'll watch it. It's, like I said, it's The Lion King. That's the one that I'm, I just could not watch. I don't think I would watch. Because it's like, that was, as a kid, that was like the perfect movie as a kid. It's, yeah, The Lion King, I don't know. It's like John Oliver Zazu, which... There's just... That actually makes sense if you think about it, but still. <laughs> there's some good choices in there, and then there's others where it's like, no, I don't want that. I don't need that. I, I don't know. Although, n- although I will say, I'm starting to get one over with Toy Story 4. Yeah, I don't even know why that's being made, but I'm sure. At first, I was like, no. I was like, did they no. end it? I don't know. Because that was the perfect ending. I'm, a, I'm not even that heavily into I've never seen Toy Story 3. I've only seen the first two, but I, like, I just was like, I thought that it already, you know. No, you need to see the third one. Okay. The third one needs to be seen. And then you would see why I'm like, they can't do the fourth, and then when I saw the trailer for the fourth, I'm like, you SOBs. Yeah. You yeah. jerks. Now, you, now you're going to make me go see this. Well, they also, you got, um, they got Tim Allen and Tom Hanks to do it again, so. Yeah, I know. That alone <laughs> would be. Oh, man. But yeah, I, I, I think Disney Plus is going to be very interesting once it comes out. And I'm going to even make a prediction right now. I think the day it comes out, there's going to be such a big response that they're going to have a server crash. And it's going to take a few hours to get everything back up and running. And then once they are running, it'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... I, I, yeah, that'll be interesting. It really will. All right. Um, I don't have anything else. If you do, um, let me see. Uh, like you said, the Disney, um, stuff, and I did touch on Aladdin, and um, let's see. Oh, yes, The Simpsons, the show that is still chugging along. I haven't watched much anymore. I really, it's been a while. Well, except that one episode that you said last month you wanted to really see. And I didn't watch it. 
Oh. Yeah. I watched that whole episode because you were gonna watch it. I forgot what it was about now. It was uh, Homer was gonna learn how to dance for more. Oh, I'll have to watch that then. Yeah, I forgot I had said I was gonna watch it. Uh, um, but yes, um, The Simpsons, which I just like I said, I feel like the longer it's on, the more. Um. It has been renewed for seasons 31 and 32. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like someday you're just, it's going to have to stop. Yeah, it it, it just, it has to. It, and I mean, and it needs to stop when they're already, even though I think a lot of people are like, okay, you should have stopped a like, while back. But it just... I'm going to be very sad when it does end, though, because it's been pretty much my whole life. But it's just weird. And I just, and I don't like how the longer it goes on, the less certain stuff in the timeline becomes relevant because they have to redo it. So, like... When they do flashbacks to stuff, I think I talked about this last month, but it becomes what you know. Like, like to me, my yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh, Danielle, you there? Uh oh, we may have lost her again. Well, not again. Are you there? Yes. Yes. Okay, I had to pause it. So okay. Okay, okay now we're back. Okay, but with me, the whole um, um timeline, time it'll always be that Marge and Homer met in high school detention, and I just and that's like so far behind now, and like I, you know, I I watched last night. I watched a video on how. The Simpsons should end. Which I thought, okay, this is very interesting because we've had this conversation in the past. And I think the idea was ultimately that all of this, everything that's happened, and the reason why they never grew is because this is just one big loop. It's basic, sort of like a dream. Yeah, that's yeah, what I heard, that, I heard that the, that um, the um, writer, or was it James L. Brooks or somebody from the show said that that was how it was going to end, was that the show started off the first episode, the very first episode, that the parents went into Springfield Elementary to watch the play, and it was going to end with them leaving Springfield Elementary yeah. School. So. Which, which kind of yeah. in my brain sort of creates a kind con- of, well, they could still eliminate her and just not make her talk or use an old clip of her voice, but Mrs. Krabappel's gone. So they dreamt that she died. They dreamt that Maud died. They dreamt that, you know, that Apu had eight kids. Oh, well, Apu, or is Apu not on the show anymore? I can't. I don't know. That thing is I so don't even. Okay, awesome. I'm not getting into that um yeah 
and they dreamt that. Like, it's just so many things. I'm not a huge fan of the whole it's an all a dream defense for certain things. Because that's just so many things. So then they'd have to remember that, oh yeah, these characters didn't die. Because... Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah. They could go so many ways. I... But there's also a wonderful episode which um, actually aired on my birthday of all days called Days of Future Holidays of Future Past, which it's a future. It's one of their many um, jump ahead in time episodes, um, and it takes place. It's a Christmas episode, but it shows Christmas throughout the years in the future. On yeah, they they did mention that in the video. And that episode was supposed to, they, they were still in limbo with certain things. And that episode would have been, an, um, would have ended um, it originally. And I thought that that was a good ending. Um, it, the only thing that I think. Was it that one or the other? There was one. I think that might have been the one. There was another episode. I don't know if that's the same futuristic episode. There's one futuristic episode where it, where in one of them Lisa and Millhouse have a teenage daughter, but then the other one she said they, she's not there at all, and that really bugged me because they actually tried to make the futuristic episode sort of continuity sort of fall into the same continuity because uh, in a matter because Bart had a high school girlfriend in one and then he married her and divorced her and they had two sons and they kept that through although the one released to get is supposed to get married I think they did mention Bart was divorced twice so I don't know but <laughs> that's yeah so um so I don't know. And also to better um, Bob's Burgers also got picked up, which I get because it's a very funny show. But um, and I was watching Seth MacFarlane on Jimmy Kimmel and he was saying that he hasn't he hasn't worked on Family Guy in like he hasn't been to the office where they make Family Guy in like a couple of years. Oh, wow. He He's sort of involved, but not. He doesn't write for it anymore, which I didn't realize. And because he's doing Orville, yeah, he's doing the Orville now. But he said he's not really that involved with Family Guy. Um, he does the voice, you know, he's the voice, and he records the voice. But he he said he hasn't gone to write for it in like a while, and that really surprised me because I thought he wrote. Every so with that and with, do you think that because I think it's just the Simpsons and Bob's Burgers because American Dad's on TBS. Cleveland um, Show got canceled. Cleveland Show, oh well, yeah, the Cleveland Show got canceled a while ago. So and they moved back to Quahog, so they're on Family Eye. The characters in the Cleveland, show. well, his family from the Cleveland Show, and. And then they made the stupid explanation that his son got taken over by like some sort of I don't know. 
was just anyways. stupid. But do you think that like Fox animation, you really think that they might be it might be towards the end? For because it's just the Simpsons and Bob's Burgers and Family Guy, which you know. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go one step further. Yeah. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna include Fox Animation in this. Because this upcoming season of South Park right is the 23rd season, and the and I have not heard at all if they are going to be renewed by Comedy Central after that season or not. I think. Not only could we slowly be going into the end of an era for Fox, but I think yeah. we might yeah. slowly be going into the end of an era for TV with the adult primetime cartoon shows. Because, you know, when The Simpsons came on in 89 and into 90, yeah, you know, yeah. There, there had not been an animated primetime show since The Flintstones. Right, right. And this was more adult than the Flintstones ever was. Yeah. So yeah. then, you know, it started to pick up that, you know, all these other shows would come on either on Fox or on other channels. And I think I think the peak has obviously passed. Like, they're past the point where the popularity of all these shows, you know, I, I think we're past that. I still think there's going to be adult animated cartoons. I really do. But I think we're coming to an era. Yeah. And I think that they might be find more of a home on these streaming services because the streaming services are really starting to overtake a lot of stuff that we know um, from network television as a whole. Like, uh, Watch the Emmys. See how many streaming service shows got nominated versus. Mm-hmm. Um, I watch a show called This Is Us. This Is Us. Um, kept losing to the Handmaid's Tale. I don't know how. Um, and then the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Another kept winning everything too. That's another show that's on streaming. So. Um, um, and it's not even just just TV, it's movies, because Steven Spielberg Spielberg launched a thing saying, you know, they should be exempt from winning Oscars, because because it's technically, technically Netflix needs to start your TV service or a movie service, service. you can't be both. Mm -hmm. And he feels like they're, so... Which is also why a bunch of these Netflix movies are also doing limited theatrical releases so they can qualify. Because, like, okay, like, with, uh, and I'll bring up the Academy Awards again. Um, There was a Netflix movie, and the the title of it um, escapes my mind, but it it, it was a Western. Mm -hmm. And it got nominated for so many Academy Awards that... You know, it it was impressive. Let's be honest; it was impressive. So, but I don't think, you know, as much as we're getting the streaming services, and yes, they are great. Let, let's say it right. all it is. It, they are great. 
at the end of the day, you need network television. Because if you don't have network, where else are you going to go? And I'm sure people are saying, oh, well, you could go to cable. But the thing with cable is people are starting to cut cable. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I don't know. But the weird part is, in some places, you need cable to get the network shows, too. Exactly. So, now you're sort of locked into that, because I have... And it's going to be really weird for television ratings, because it used to just be, well, if you didn't watch it and you didn't tape it, you were out of luck. Yeah. And one of... One of the, um, the so my favorite soap, soap operas in high school is a show called Passions, and it would have done so much better had it had aired now because of what happened in that. First of all, their primary viewing audience were teenagers, and it was on at two o'clock in the afternoon, where some of us were either still in school or getting out of school, but would only get home to see maybe the last fifteen minutes of it. So. That was strike one. Was so a lot of us were recording it during during the school day, but it wasn't DVR. It was just us taping it off of VCR. So they, Nielsen had no way of calculating who, how many of us were doing that. Exactly. And um, also because they knew that their primary viewers were teenagers, they took advantage and made all the bigger storylines, all the major revelations happen either during the three months of summer because they knew we were all out of school for summer vacation or after around Christmas and New Year's because we were out of school for Christmas vacation. So the rest of the year, the stuff would just drag on very slowly and move very slowly, which made it very difficult because when I was in college, I was on different times. So it just sort of dragged and dragged. So um, I really think if it had aired now, it was on a streaming service, I think they would have done really well had that. But um, it just... <laughs> but yeah, I I do hope um, network television stays around. There, there's certainly other types of programming that um, like we're about to head into the summer in a few months and start basically the primary thing that's on network television are game shows mm-hmm. which there used to be a channel for that but they don't seem to get that anymore uh, but um abc has done quite well they oh that's another thing i forgot to bring up abc announced that they're reviving pressure luck and card charts because they did so well at the game shows over the summer so they're going to add they got to tell the truth, match game, family feud, hundred thousand dollar pyramid, and now they'll have. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. So. Now they'll have that. They'll have. Um, Fox has just debuted a new one called Master Samurai or something. Yeah, it's a game show where they're like stuck in a. Uh, they're like in a spinning. Machine, I can't think of the name. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to see that. It's on opposite. This is us, but this is us. Has two more episodes to go before the season's over, and once that ends, I'm gonna watch Master Samurai because that that looks kind of interesting. And I like Rob Lowe. (laughs) Um, 
<laughs> and uh, and then Fox also has beat Shazam, which is really good. I think this is the third year they're doing it. And Love Connection they canceled, which yeah, they canceled. Which I, that might have been a good. That thing. was a good thing. I don't think you can. It's not that unique anymore because we're in a world full of dating websites. When it originally aired, it was more of a bigger deal is now. And plus, Chuck Woolley, for some reason, was more entertaining than Andy Cohen. I love Andy Cohen. But he just, he, it's no different than what he does on his other show. It really isn't. Because like, he does watch What Happens Live. It's no different than what he does on Watch What Happens Live. It's not that, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. But, um, I do think, like I said, there's things like, um, the game the shows, there's game things, shows like, things like, I guess, I guess the Super Bowl, the in a way, in a way although it's not as big as it used to be, but, you know, but, you know it's still there. There's still, there. there's still, there's still certain there's things, still certain although, things. although, um, um with things like the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, they're like, yeah, but you can also watch it simulcast online. Oh, well. Yeah. All right. Um, I think that's really about it. Yep. Yep. So, why don't I get into the plugs, and then I'll tell you what we got for our next episode. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at NostalgiaCrew15. You can join our Facebook group. It is Nostalgia Crew. You type that in the search bar, and you are right there. And please visit my Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Bill's World of Podcasts. So, as I mentioned earlier in the show, next month is our anniversary show. So, it's our four-year anniversary. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, and this is where it's a little complicated, it's going to be near Easter. Easter is late this year. So, I, I had to think about this. What, you know, what are we going to do to, I, I guess, not only celebrate the, the our anniversary, but at the same time celebrate Easter? Well, I remembered, because I didn't realize until I saw the Academy Awards this year, mm -hmm. that Will Vinton passed away. And for those of you who don't know who Will Vinton is, he was, like, the head. He was the main guy of Claymation, which is cartoons. You know, well, I don't have to go into it. I think you guys know what Claymation is. There is an Easter special that he did many, many, many years ago that I've only seen, like, three times, maybe. And it's always interested me. So, to celebrate the holiday, to celebrate the birth of the Easter Bunny, and for our anniversary, we are going to review the Claymation Easter special. I Have, have you ever seen this one, Daniel? I don't, I don't think I've heard of it at all. Oh, boy. You are in for... Quite a treat. I, I will say that. You were in for quite a treat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, 
we'll watch that and we'll review it next month along with any other topics that come up. So thank you guys for tuning into this episode of Nostalgia Crew and we will talk to you all next time.